Welcome to the OptiForum podcast. Today we have my man Oakley on. How's it going, my man? Going good, man. How about you? I'm doing well. I'm super pumped to get Oakley on here. Um, he has an amazing story. Uh, specializing in working with more of hard gainers. For you guys who just can't gain weight or trying to eat pizza and ice cream and all this stuff, but just still can't gain weight, uh, this is your guy. So um, the OptiForum podcast, if you're a new listener, um, it's more toward bringing on top-level coaches, fitness influencers, and people that can help you with your fitness goals, whatever it is, uh, you know, through nutrition, training, supplementation, and, and so forth. So uh, like I said, I'm super pumped. And what I like to first do usually on these podcasts is uh, let um, Oakley uh, tell who he is, how he got into fitness. So my man, like, who the hell are you? Kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and, and how you got into fitness. Yeah, man, definitely. Thanks for having me on, first of all. Um, so a little bit about me and how I started. Um, so I've always, like, been into sports. I was a soccer player uh, all through, like, high school and all that. Always been into sports, super athletic, but I was always super skinny. And ever since, like, of the age of 12, I want to say, um, I've just looked up to, like, bodybuilders or people with, like, really nice bodies, and I just really wanted to achieve that, right? Mm-hmm. So I started off with uh, P90X, right? And oh, nice. <laughs> tried that. You know, I uh, didn't get too many results just because – you know, I was already skinny. You need some weight to actually like build some muscle, you know, when you're a skinny guy. Um, so I did P90X about a year or two. Then I was 14. And, you, you know, at my gym, you weren't allowed to get a gym membership until you were about 14 years old. So I actually had to go with my mom for uh, the first two years because you couldn't go alone until you were 16. So me and my mom were always working out together. Um, and that's kind of like the beginning of the gym. Um, and I just got addicted to it, man. I loved it. But I still just wasn't getting results. and I just, I was going for years and years and uh, until I was about like 17 or 18 is when it really clicked um, because I actually started getting bullied in the gym. So mm-hmm. I was, uh, I was, I can remember like exactly the first time I, I started getting bullied at the gym by like these dudes on roids and stuff. And uh, they're all picking on me, but I was doing a dumbbell bench press. Right. And I dropped the weight done with my set and I had a cutoff on cause you know, when you're a new, new lifter, you just kind of think you're the, you're the guy, man, you want to, you want to show it off. Um, so I had to cut off, you know, I'm still skinny. I'm only 145 pounds still, you know? Um, and I, I dropped the weight and this guy looks at me and goes, what's up LG? And I go, what? I'm like kind of confused. And I'm like looking at him and he goes, LG. I'm like, what's that mean? And he goes, oh, little guy, man. And then like another one would call me stick boy. And I'm like, I was just kind of like, no, as this skinny dude inside the gym with all these meatheads. So it really just got to me. So I went home ever since that night and I was like researching, watching videos, looking up YouTube videos, you know, uh, doing research. And I mean, to this day, like we, we both, I'm sure are trying to keep up with all the research now. And I just literally learned everything I could of how to gain muscle. And from that day on, I actually got all the way up from 145 pounds, all the way up to 205 pounds Damn. in three years. So uh, by the time I was 21, I hit about 205 and I kind of leaned down right now I'm about 195. So um, that's kind of a little bit of my journey, but now I, uh, I go after and try to help people that were in my same situation. So um, I don't try to target everyone like fat loss and muscle gain and whatever your goal is. I target skinny guys that want to gain muscle because that's where I was. I tried to do the fat loss thing, but I just, honestly, I felt guilty because I can't even gain a pound to save my life. So I'm not going to tell them try to uh, try to show someone else how to lose a pound. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of like my story and where uh, my background's from. So nice, nice, man. Yeah. And it's funny that uh well not funny but it's just interesting because in the gyms now i see that as well as like new lifters of 
either they're doing something wrong or maybe just like you said, maybe you're just naturally an ecto or like you're skinnier build, harder mm -hmm. to mask, so you don't really understand and then people start making fun of you and it's usually the guys that are insecure about themselves taking a bunch of stuff because they're not happy how they, they'll never be happy of how they look, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So, but that's cool because then you like, it actually was a blessing in disguise because then it motivated you to like, you know, obviously accomplish everything you did and now you're helping other people even. So, um, exactly, yeah. so that's awesome, man. So I guess, you know, diving in for today, hard gainers, because I actually believe it or not, like I was essentially a hard gainer as well in the beginning, really? uh, like through high school. Um, I was only 140, 145 pounds. Yep. And over the last like three years stuff, I've kind of gone, you know, in cycles of cutting and, 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 and uh, gaining phases. But I got up to my heaviest was like 194, I think. And then nice. I just sat down. I'm sitting at like 180 right now or something like that. But, um, but yeah, so I guess – one question I think people would like to know is, is maybe they can relate to it, but who, what kind of questions or things when people come to you asking for advice, what seems to be like their major problem or like common themes that they're doing that they're saying, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Why am I not gaining weight? Does that make sense? Yes. I know they exactly what you're talking about. So the number one question, and I'll literally get like five DMs a day about this is, I, I've been lifting for about uh, whatever let's say like two to two years two months to two years or whatever but I can't gain a single pound I, I'm eating a ton of food and I just can't seem to gain a single pound and what I tell them is well are you tracking your food do you actually know like how much food you're actually eating and the answer is always no because that's where I was I thought I thought I was eating so much food until I started tracking it and I realized like yeah maybe I am eating a lot but not every single day on a consistent basis if you're not a caloric surplus every single day of the week or at least your weekly average turns out to be a caloric surplus, you're not going to gain weight. Yeah. And for some people like me, I have to eat 4,000 calories just to gain a pound like every week or two. So if you're not tracking that or at least for a while tracking and then like, you know, because after you track for a while, I'm sure, you know, like you can kind of go off the, yeah. just an estimation. But that's probably my number one like piece of advice is you need to track your food, know what's going in your body. So you actually know you're in a caloric surplus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it kind of like piggyback, like getting those messages in, I've gotten that too, where they're like, oh, I'm lifting for so much or so long, and then I'm eating just so much. And one thing also, Adam, I'm like, are you tracking? They're like, no. I say, what kind of foods are you eating? And they're like, well, I'm eating, you know, chicken and vegetables and all yep. I'm like, the bro diet, right? Exactly <laughs> that. But it's like, yeah, you're eating a lot. Like, it, it just matters. Like, people listening, a lot is just like a reference. It's like all relative to what you think that means. Meaning if you're talking about like actually how you feel like satiated wise, that's totally different than like caloric value of like how many calories you're actually eating, right? Exactly. So you can eat chicken and vegetables and feel like you're eating a shit ton, but you're really only eating like 1,500 to 2,000 calories, but you think you're eating like 5,000, right? And so um, I think that understanding that tracking mechanism and using some sort of app or something like you're talking about to really understand, Hey, Holy shit, like open my eyes. And then it'll totally like the change from you to like start gaining weight. It's like instantly, like it'll start happening once you understand that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Cause it's right in front of you. You have to, you have to eat the right amount in order to gain weight. So mm -hmm. if you're tracking it, the numbers like speak for themselves. If you're not gaining weight, you just have more calories. <laughs> it's pretty simple. I mean, just cause it's simple though, doesn't mean it's easy. That's the thing. That's very true. Very true. And so I guess, you know, that's a common theme you're getting. And so a lot of people are like, well, I'm eating pizza, I'm eating ice cream or whatever. It's like, 
I actually see too is even when people are eating like more processed foods, more calorie dense foods, that sometimes there's even like the really ecto or the really hard gainers where it's like that's not enough because maybe like the fat content is just so high that it just mm -hmm. slows down their digestion. They only have like that one or two meals a day because they're just full. They don't want to eat anymore. So then they're really not getting in that surplus. They may think so, but they're really not. Yeah, and some, something I always recommend to people that kind of struggle uh, getting enough calories in, like sometimes you just, it's hard to eat. Like sometimes I feel like I'm going to throw up just trying to shove in food. Like, um, But it's easier to drink your calories, I always tell people. So I always make a homemade mass gainer shake because people will always ask, oh, can I take this mass gainer? It's full of like crap. You don't want to eat that stuff. Like the actual supplements that the sell at the supplement shop, like that stuff's garbage. But I like to make a, like a whey protein mass gainer at home. So I'll put like two scoops of whey, some milk or almond milk. I use almond milk just because milk kind of doesn't get along with me. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll put like oats in it, bananas, peanut butter. And it, it turns out to be like 800 to 1200 calories that you can add to your your overall caloric intake for the day. I mean, if you throw that in there, you only got like 2,000 calories you have to hit left or whatever your caloric intake is for the rest of the day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so it makes it a lot more simple. And so, yeah, people don't realize that like the stuff that you drink too have calories in it. And uh, you mm -hmm. can totally do that. I like to do that as well. Especially, I like manipulate that with, with the more liquid meals, the more calories I get in. But like for sure, like pre-workout, I'll do like more – like already assimilated or like you know i'll grind up my oats or i'll like you know do it that way with whey protein powder to like help you know, go into the gym feeling like you're, you're like crap you know what i'm saying yeah um, definitely but i guess next kind of question for you would be for your clients or how your strategy goes because there's a bunch of different coaches are like hey jack up your fats because they're more calorie dense and there's certain coaches are like hey keep your fats really low because then you're you know left in a ghrelin is stimulating more with carbohydrates being put in there all day long like, how do you like to go and help your clients out uh, to make sure they get in the excess calories and they're not feeling like complete garbage? Yeah, definitely. That's a great question. Um, I kind of like to break it up into like levels. So like your, your first level of like tracking food, I guess, or tracking your macros and calories. Uh, the first one would be literally just focus on getting your caloric intake. After you can get, let's say your, your surplus is 3,500 calories. Don't worry about the protein, carbs, and fats, just your calories. After you can do that for a week or two consistently, move on to protein calories. So after you can hit your protein goal, which is maybe 200 grams of protein, let's say, and your calories for the whole, like another week or two, then you move into carbs and fats, like, and add it all together. But as far as like the fat, the carb ratio, whatever, I, I'm not too picky with that, honestly. Um, I usually go between 0.4 to 0.6 times your total body weight. But I always tell people carbs and fats are kind of interchangeable, just whatever you kind of like more of. Um, for me, I like to eat a lot of fat, but I also have to eat a lot of carbs. So it kind of balances out, but some people like one or the other better. Um, I don't know. What, what do you, what's kind of like your preference about it? Um, yeah, it's like, it's like, just like you said, it's kind of on like one preference also like individual of a lot of it, like on, um, maybe digesting and stuff like that. Cause sometimes I'll have higher fat in there. Like I said, there's more calorie dense, so you don't have to maybe eat as much per mm -hmm. serving and stuff like that. But sometimes it'll just like totally bog down where you don't feel as hungry then throughout the day. So I will like with my clients, sometimes what I'll do is just put like insulin spikes throughout the day of more like um, each meal having uh, simpler carbs mixed in potentially with some complex or more just like simpler broken down carbs. Like I love using a higher carb, lower fat approach because it'll, you know, go through your digestive system faster and yeah. use things like 
what do I use? Um, you know, anything rice-based, it seems to digest really well, um, or like bagels or like um, just certain cereals and stuff like that. Honestly, if, if you're a hard gainer, like, I don't know if you do, but I just like I kids cereal. Yeah, I'll get half a box for the night, man. <laughs> So, but yeah, that's kind of like I do it. It just kind of depends on the person too. If they like digest food well, then yeah, it really shouldn't matter. Um, it's just like making sure that like once you get in those numbers, not obviously going in like a thousand calorie surplus and gaining all this fat along with muscle. Because obviously like you'll be able to burn it off fast, but like then as we gain the fat, then it's like when we bring off the fat, then like the potential of losing that muscle you just gain is a little higher. Exactly. Yeah. So I, try to do, I like to do leaner, like slower gaining phases and try to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. But for the most part, like, I find, like, the people I work with, they just kind of struggle with getting their calories in general. So I literally just tell them, hey, focus on your protein and your calories. And if you can get your calories, however you get them, you get them. Um, Obviously, you want to – I tell them, like, focus on your your fiber goal as well. Otherwise, you're just eating junk. Like, you don't want to just eat a bunch of cereal and that's it. Um, So I usually say if you hit your protein, your fiber goal, and your overall calories, everything else is probably going to work itself out. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like my rule of thumb to keep it simple for people because if I kind of break it down too much for them, because uh, I don't work with like competitors or anything, it's more just lifestyle, people that want to gain muscle, they're mm-hmm. naturally skinny. Um, but that's just kind of like my rule of thumb. And yeah. kind, of, kind of going into what you were saying about the whole cereal thing is, I think a lot of people think you have to eat super, super clean in order to gain muscle. And like if you eat a little bit of junk here and there, like, oh, it's, that's just, that's the bad kind of weight you're going to gain. But it's like, I don't know. I kind of like the, you probably heard like the 80, 20 rule. Mm-hmm. I even go like sometimes to uh, like if someone's calories are really high, like to where mine are like 4,000, I even say the 60, 40 rule, yeah. like 60%, keep it nice and healthy, natural whole foods. And then the 40%, they could be a natural whole foods too. Um, but it could be also like pizza or ice cream, something just to get your calories up. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, it's like almost, it's almost essential to that. You have to do that 60, 40. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because obviously I know you're talking like getting your micronutrients in from the whole food. Exactly. Like for you to be able to um, like utilize that food uh, in that, like to utilize the food in that higher surplus and stuff, you're going to be either A, if you stick to all wholesome food and try to force feed yourself, you're going to be on the toilet a lot. Your stomach's going <laughs> to yeah. you know what I mean? And it's like your training is probably going to suck because you just got stuff stuck in your system. So like I almost, people are like exactly what you said. If you don't, I don't want to eat that junk because that's I'm going to gain the bad weight. Well, honestly, actually, your progress is going to be a lot more stalled if you do stick with only wholesome food, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yep. So it's but, just going to take twice as long. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And so I guess, do you like? Um, you said you do like homemade uh, masking or shakes and stuff like that. I like that. Do you use any orders? Uh, any other sort of supplementation to help at all? Um, I mean, like, not, nothing crazy. So I got obviously caffeine like we all use caffeine probably um but really i stick to the basics caffeine whey protein and creatine but i haven't even used creatine honestly lately i kind of want to go back on it i just i don't know i haven't used it in a while um i used to be like really into bcaa's and whatever but then i did the research and i was like oh man these stuff just a waste of money man it's like well, no, always, yeah. so like message me like hey should i use these i'm like no man it's like that's just a waste of your money it's just gatorade <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm yeah. yeah. you have like a legit company but i would use them more like in a cut like if you're trying to lose weight you know what i'm saying especially if you're like yeah like, cutting is like, a different story yeah yeah exactly and i i, I totally like if you're like in a caloric surplus like obviously you're in a gaining phase and you're like have abundance of nutrients and amino acids, especially with all the food. Exactly. Like, 
probably don't need them. Um, some people, it's just like a placebo thing, right? Um, but, oh, one good question. Do you like to use – do you like – Can wait, can you hear me? Broken up yes. a little bit. Okay, cool. Um, but I was going to say about intra-workout carbohydrates. Do you use or utilize anything for during – I actually am a – I'm a big fan of that. Mm. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that, actually. So I'll usually, if I haven't eaten a lot of food, especially, um, I will, on the way to the gym, like stop at the gas station and pick up a Powerade or a Gatorade, and I'll literally drink that during my workout, um, just kind of like that. Or some people, they like to use, like, Sour Patch Kids or some kind of candy during their workout. But I think it's a great idea, especially for, like, hard gainers, just to feel your workout, and, and it gets extra calories in there. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, definitely. I love that. It's a great tool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> What's that? Can you hear me? Do you do it yourself ever? Or? Yeah, actually, I am a huge proponent of peri workout, like pre intra post workout stuff. Um, and I like to use, uh, depending on the clients, more of the budget and stuff like that. Um, with like the newer supplements coming out now, like you probably heard of maybe Carbolin or like highly branched chain cyclic dextrin and that kind of stuff of, mm-hmm. uh, with faster, it's called gastric emptying for people listening so it kind of absorbs in your bloodstream a little faster mm-hmm. um, i like to use those things if you have the budget for it but at the end of the day i don't know how many times especially through college dude i just use like straight grape juice a <laughs> hey, post-workout I'll, I'll always drink a glass of grape juice man. exactly yeah grape juice and then like i like the gatorade too the gatorade's good because if you use either powder or like actually gatorade um i like it too because it has a lot of well it has a shit ton of sodium in it um, which is good to replenish and everything like that with electrolytes. But yeah, it has a ton of sugar. And that's, that's one thing as well. People think about like, oh, sugar's terrible. And it's like, no, bro, you, you probably need to be eating a lot of sugar because uh, <laughs> that's the only thing you're going to be able to get down to get to that calorie mark. You know what I mean? And if anything, around your workout, it's probably the best time to, to eat a lot of sugar. So mm-hmm. you don't yeah. have to worry about it then. Yeah, that's what I like to do is kind of like a round workout po- or pound the higher sugary foods and stuff like with the kids cereal, the grape juice, and then like maybe away from your workouts, have a little more better wholesome carbs, but like still just comes down at the end of the day, being able to get in that food. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, man. Definitely. But, uh, <laughs> so with, um, supplements, nutrition, um, do you, so like, how do you go about training? Um, so like, that's a kind of a, kind of a swerve uh, topic, but like people have had on the past with different coaches have talked about maybe potentially lowering their volume or like just trying to find that borderline to make sure they're like making gains, but trying to like not do a whole bunch of output. Do you take any of that into consideration with your guys or do you kind of just like, um, you know, let them freely just kind of like, is, you know, make themselves feel fulfilled working out as long as they want? Um. Well, I usually, so the way I go about it is I make sure everyone is hitting each muscle group at least twice per week. Okay. Um, that's like my main thing, um, just to break up their volume. I actually made a post about it today um, about this is where people talk about like the bro split where you hit one muscle uh, one day per week and they'll just kind of destroy themselves, right? Um, where if you, let's say you do 20 sets for that muscle and just that one workout, but if you broke it up into two, two workouts of 10 sets, it's going to be way more effective sets, right? Um, and that volume is going to be a lot more effective. Whereas if you're just doing 20 sets, you're probably doing lighter weight, you're fatigued, you're not really pushing yourself the best you can. Um, so the way I set it up is 
usually my first, so I'll, I'll make it like an upper lower split or a push pull leg split. Um, and if they're a beginner, I'll do like a full body split. Um, but at the beginning of the week, I always like to have them work uh, on strength or like the lower rep range, nothing usually over 10 reps. Um, and then the second phase of the week will be hypertrophy, focus on that. So it'll be eight reps and above, maybe up to 20 reps. Um, and that's kind of like how I structure my training. As far as volume, um, it really, I just kind of like go off based how they tell me, like, are, are you super sore? Then I'll, I'll kind of lower it. Um, maybe take off a set or two um, and just kind of kind of go off a of feel. Um, I, I think it really depends on the person with how much volume you need. And they have to kind of test the waters before uh, you can really adjust it or really know what's going to work for them. Yeah, um, That's just kind of like my philosophy around it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd say that that's good because I see a lot of people will go in and if they're new to training or they're not, and they're more of like a skinnier built person, they're maybe just used to that bro split of one day a week of hitting that one body part. And they're just like maybe totally destroy themselves. Um, but at the end of the day, we just need to like have enough volume to create, like to, to build muscle mass, to stimulate building muscle mass, obviously. And that doesn't mean having to do 40 sets that day or whatever. It just means exactly. like you find the amount of sets it takes to keep growing. And on top of that, being in that that caloric surplus, you're going to be like a lot more able to gain that muscle mass probably at a lower volume just because you're so much more anabolic. I feel like it. Exactly. And, um, you know, you're, you're eating, you're sleeping, um, you're getting that caloric surplus. And plus, if you're doing less work and you don't have to eat as much, which might help. Um, but, yeah, I totally, totally agree with you. I like the, the higher frequency stuff. I like that too. I'm actually doing a split that is really high frequency and just like focusing on uh, hitting everything at least twice a week and then like making those shorter sessions a lot more intense rather than like just running myself dry on that one session. I guess that makes yeah. sense. And, and it all comes down to focusing on your compound lifts and progressive overload. I mean, I always tell people like if you're not getting stronger on a, like a weekly to every other week, um, you're probably not going to gain muscle. So you need to really focus on building strength in those big compound movements at least adding a rep every other week or every week, especially for beginners. I mean, like my brother just started lifting about five or six months ago and his strength is just booming up. Like it's crazy how fast like beginners can just gain strength. So I think, I think if you're, if you're gaining strength, you, you're probably gaining muscle as long as you're working in all the rep ranges. I think people get too caught up in all oh, fat loss is the high rep range. Strength is just the lower and then hypertrophy is in the middle. It's like, you need to hit them all. That's that's the way I think about it. So I like that you brought that up too, because yeah, a lot of times it's like, especially with females, but uh, with males, yeah. it's like um, I was like I have been trying to lift lower uh, rep ranges because that's how you like bulk and like put on muscle and all that stuff, and then I don't want to do any of that toning uh, rep yeah. <laughs> or whatever is bullshit. But <laughs> um, but yeah, I like how you said that you need all of them because. Like there's going to yep. be little components, right? There's like the neuro, like the mind, the neuro part of it, like the strength. And then there's going to be the actual hypertrophy of like that mid range and stuff. And hitting that upper range, even if you're like trying to gain weight, I still like as well, just for me, like it helps with my like mind muscle connection, like the bro, like mind muscle connection, I guess you call it like contracting the muscles. And also like even after like a heavy day or maybe a hype day, um, doing that higher rep range seems to like help me re even recover better just because you get more blood in the muscle, you know what I'm saying? And go yeah, definitely. So I know I like it, but some people have different opinions, obviously. But Yeah, and I, I think I think progressive overload is kind of getting almost 
too wrapped up in people's minds, like where they only are focusing on uh, progressive overload, where they're forgetting, like you still do need to get a pump kind of here and there. You know what I mean? Like, I think you, like uh, Brad Schoenfeld talks about all the time, you, you need to me uh, mechanical tension, muscle damage, and metabolic stress. And basically that's getting stronger and getting a pump in the gym. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's really simple. And I think people are worrying too much about progressive overload or they're either worrying too much about um, getting a pump in the gym where you need to worry about doing both. Yeah. And that's just using all the rep ranges to, to basically get both angles. Yeah, 110% on that. I like that. Not a lot of coaches will say right in the middle, it's either or. Um, and so I'm, I'm a big proponent actually of the same thing because I've had different mentors now and stuff like that. And yeah, progressive overload is like huge, like only follow these rules. And then over here, it's like actually a higher rep range causing more like cellular swelling and like more exactly. fracturing yep. and all that kind of stuff. That's their methodology. And I'm like, why the hell not do both and see what happens? And so it's worked really well. Right. So if people are listening, hopefully um, there's not one way to skin a cat, obviously. And so right. kind of testing what you like more and like more willing to go to the gym and doing all of the rep ranges is probably what's best, you know? Yep. But I guess transitioning, so training, that's really good because like at the end of the day, find as much volume as you need. Don't just go destroy yourself and then – make yourself so sore you're out of the gym for two days because then like you're unproductive but digestion digestion so do you do anything to help maybe like people that you like, you have to start counting their calories get to that calorie mark they want to get to and then they transition into hitting their protein mark and then maybe their fiber mark so during that time have you ever experienced like people like once they understand, okay, I'm trying to hit these calories, but they just, they just can't. But even though they understand they need to get there, they just still can't because they just can't get in the food. Do you, what do you do in that situation to try to help out them to digest the food? Um, like I want to make sure I'm understanding the question. So like you're saying just how to get more food in or how to like just digest better. Uh, let's do both. So like maybe, maybe go from the area of like, how would you structure the nutrition to help them get in more calories um if they're like having a hard time even though they understand they need to get to the mark and then also like during the process um a different avenue is like how would you just with all your clients maybe help their digestion yeah definitely so for the first one making sure that people are actually getting their calories in um obviously i i always recommend people throwing that that mask in a shake but it's you got to place it in the right time so like a lot of people like to skip breakfast nowadays. I feel like, like even me, like I don't, I don't have the biggest appetite in the morning until like after I work out or something. So I think that's a really good place to put it. Or like you eat all your calories throughout the day and then throw that mass scanner at the end of the day, um, where it's gonna kind of top off the rest of your calories. Um, another thing you can do is I like to have people kind of what's called uh, macro planning, where they kind of go on my fitness pal and plan out their next day, mm -hmm. um, basically logging all their food that they're gonna eat the next day. Just you don't have to eat exactly that, but just just show you have kind of like a like a mental note in your head, like I need to eat these kind of foods to make sure I hit my calories. Because if you just go by the fly of day, you're just gonna eat whatever's in front of you, stop at a restaurant or whatever, and you're not gonna hit your goals. Um, but it, I think it really just comes down to being conscious of getting enough meals in and placing that, that mask in or shake if you need it in the right spot. Cause if you, the other thing is people I've uh, kind of like recommended the shake to them and they'll take it before the dinner and they're like, yeah, I took the shake before dinner, but I just couldn't finish my dinner. Oh my, like, you should take that afterwards because that, that shake's really going to fill you up. So it's going to be easier to drink it after your meal and uh, finish it off. Whereas if you do the opposite, it's going to be super hard. Um, so like 
if for someone that's like trying to gain a lot of uh, weight right now, I, I recommend like eating all your food at the time you do. But then when you're, you're struggling to eat, so like a lot of people, like I was saying, in the morning or late at night, you throw in that shake. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and the, to cap it know, off. the funny part is too, is like what Oakley's saying is right. Even before you go to bed, it's okay to drink a huge. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. Because <laughs> <laughs> most people are like, oh, I can't eat. it's five o'clock. Oh crap. <laughs> They're like, yeah, I'm trying not to eat past nine. I'm like, dude, it's okay. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's all the myths out there. So much misinformation. It's, it's hard. So I totally understand where people are coming from. Um, but as far as digestion, um, I either uh, recommend like probiotics or I, I'll drink kefir. I don't know if you know what that is, but like, a lot of people like that. So uh, that's usually like my go-to for as far as like helping digestion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I like kefir. And that's funny because I'll, uh, I'll start, instead of going right to the supplement, I'll start with like um, organic sauerkraut or like kimchi um, okay. or like kefir like you're saying something that has like the probiotics already in the food that you can yeah, get Some, a lot of people you got to be careful there with with gainers like if it's weight loss it's okay because like actually a lot of people probably don't like organic sauerkraut like the the vinegary taste or whatever and so i've actually found that (laughs) weight loss it's perfect because it actually makes them eat less because they're just like oh i just i'm done i don't want to eat anymore yeah yeah for the caloric deficit but like people who are trying to gain weight like they want to have foods that like they they like so they can keep eating them and they don't feel satiated right away so you have to be careful to make sure that they like it but if they don't then yeah keep her or like uh, probiotics then i would i would do that so Definitely. Oh, it's a good tip though. Yeah. I like yeah. that. <laughs> it's so funny. Like every, like you check in, they're like, okay, everything was great except for the sauerkraut. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. do that again. <laughs> um, well, do you, do you kind of um, talk at all about um, helping the weight gain by maybe eliminating carbonated drinks or like certain things that might fill you up? Uh, or like, do you go into like artificial sweetener stuff at all? Like, I know it's kind of in depth, but for people like maybe listening, they're like, "Whoa, I've been drinking like diet soda <clears throat> or something similar to maybe have like not like this has zero calories in it. Obviously, it's carbonated. Maybe it fills me up. Great for a dieting phase. But um, do you go into that and explain any of that, or what would you say would help? People? Um, honestly, I I stay away from pop, and I usually recommend people just to just because that's what I've done personally, and I see results from it. I guess I never really thought of it from uh, like the, the point that you're talking about. Um, but yeah, it definitely makes sense. Uh, I think carbonated drinks or like carbonated water is definitely going to like make you feel full. Like that's, that's more of like things you want to add in uh, like diet soda and like sparkling water. Like that's great for cutting because it's going to kind of like what you say, like curb your appetite and make you feel full. Whereas if you're trying to gain weight, you want to stay away from that stuff because you want to do as much as you can to, to eat more food, not, not curb your appetite. <laughs> yeah. So, so do you do like any um, sort of uh, like cheat meals on quote unquote, or do you do strictly like, cause I know you're just doing like a totally calorie intake anyway. So um, do you like to do any sort of like the whole week is the same calorie intake or do you like to do kind of a, a cycling where maybe on the weekend they like have a higher amount or try to get in a higher amount or do you go? Any- yeah, I, I used to be kind of into the whole like carb cycling where you have a refeed day or a cheat day, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I found for myself and for my clients, it's easier just to keep your, your calories constant throughout the whole week, just because I feel like you get so used to making that like kind of like a lifestyle or it's more, it's more sustainable because you just have a goal every single day of the week. Whereas if you're changing your goal to like a higher amount of calories one day, 
the next day you might overeat because you're just used to eating it. Like it spikes your, your appetite up, you know? So I like to keep everything constant just because it makes everything easier. It's more simple. And uh, I don't know, it kind of makes things complicated when you get things like a refeed day or a cheat day or whatever. But I mean, I'm not against it. I just, that's the way I do things. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. And it is like, it makes sense to me. Like the goal to hit the goal is easier when it's more of like already pre-planned instead of like trying to cycle everything. Um, but just, I guess it kind of depends on like the person, if they need more freedom or not or whatever. But um, that's when, like, I don't know if you do any of this of like, sometimes I'll have a client look at their weekly goal in total, like the total weekly calories yep. rather than like daily calories. Um, and so like maybe somebody's like on travel or like, um, maybe they woke up late, right? Or they stayed up late with their girlfriend or some shit and they're like missing their first couple meals or, like, <laughs> and it's hard to get in the rest of the calories and maybe that next day they're going to have to really push the, the calories. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So definitely. Well, so nutrition, um, I like it. Like it's kind of super simple. A lot of people are like, Hey, I've been eating, you know, uh, these foods, clean foods. I've been eating a lot, trying to get my protein. I'm training hard. Um, but I think that, like you said, making it, it's, it's going to be really simple once you understand, like, it's just, just mm-hmm. tracking. So you're, you use my fitness pal then, right? Yeah. And I really don't really track that much too much anymore just because I've done it for so many years now. It's like when I'm, when I'm like really trying to like bulk up and I'm not, I'm not getting any results, then I'll like start tracking. Like, yeah, I need to get my stuff in check, make sure I'm actually hitting my caloric intake and I'll do it for like a few days and then I'll, I'll probably go back off it. But for people that are just starting off and they literally can't gain a single pound, um, I recommend starting off tracking until you, you get used to it. You know your food portion. That's the other thing. Like people don't realize what a portion is. And they'll just track the food and they, they don't get the portion right. So it's like you got to check your portion sizes, make sure you're actually eating what you're tracking. And, I mean, everything everything adds up. If, if you track it, I mean, it's, it's there. You can't, you can't lie to yourself. And so do you use, like, for the beginners, like, do you use a food scale and, and measuring cups and all that kind of stuff? I, I, do, I do recommend them use a food scale, just at least, at least for, like, the first week or two, just so they can kind of get used to it. Then I'd tell them you go ahead and estimate, but then if it's, like, they're not getting results, and I'll tell them, hey, let's, like, let's uh, weigh your food again, make sure you're actually, like, measuring your portions out right again. And if not, then we need to increase those calories. <laughs> no, so that's exactly how I am. So I love that, um, of, like – portion is like often like mis misconceived right and like mm-hmm. usually like higher uh people eat higher carbs and fast and like lower protein than they should be hitting or whatever and so i think that's super like eye-opening it was for me once you start measuring your foods you're like holy shit like i was eating completely not even close to what i thought i was right um yep. and so definitely doing that and then then once you eyeball it and you start getting like a hang of it then it you can just incorporate in your lifestyle and then you should be able to keep going. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, like for estimating, like people that do estimate, like something I kind of tell people to do is like when you're bulking, you always want to underestimate. So if you think it's like four or five grams, always round down to four. And then like, if you're cutting, obviously round it up just so you're always staying in that caloric sur- surplus or caloric deficit closer than if you're just to like round up every time, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So no, that's great. And so that's like super simple. It's funny how like hard gainers, it's like super hard for them. Like you call it hard gainers, obviously, but actually from a, from a pencil and paper standpoint, it's super simple, but now it's just like getting in the mindset of you might have to space out your meals every, like the bro stuff, like every two hours just to be able to digest it throughout the day. Yep. You might be able to stack all your foods half the day, but at the end of the day, 
Um, the simple equation is just like getting in more than your body needs to sustain the body weight. Um, so, but I like that. And then the training, I totally agree for people listening, like hitting all rep ranges, do spend time on the, the heavier lifts. I like definitely do that for the compounds to start building that strength, you know, building the density and everything like that, the muscle mass, and then like having that higher rep range for, like you said, um, uh, getting more blood flow in there and stuff like that. Getting a pump. It's always fun to get a pump too, obviously. But and if you're a hard gainer, like, like us, um, when you start gaining weight and like you're getting a huge pump, like when you're lean and then you start introducing a shit ton of carbohydrates, like you look vascular shit. And then like, holy cow, what's going on? So yep. if you notice that, um, it'll look cool too. So that's a bonus. But, uh, <laughs> and then the last thing, like, like uh, supplements, I like the mass gainer stuff. Um, I think that's a, a great strategy and not using the supplements. I, I'm totally with yeah. you. Like it's, it's bad now. Um, <laughs> it's like these garbage cans. <laughs> right. You know? I see people like in my gym, they'll be carrying this like paint bucket and it says mask. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's just garbage, man. <laughs> like I'm all for that 60, 40 rule, but that's a little too much for me. <laughs> that's funny. So, but yeah, so definitely like maybe putting that in there, that would help. Get some added calories in that you can drink down. And then um, any sort of like digestive stuff, if needed, don't just start out with it, but if needed, put in some probiotics or something of such. Um, and yeah, so I guess is there anything else that you would give for like a hard gainer that's just getting into it, just spent the last six months trying to gain weight, just can't, can't do it? What would be like the last thing you'd say? Um, well, I mean, I kind of only preach a few tips like on my page and it's just literally like, I feel like almost guilty sometimes because I'm always posting the same thing over and over and over just in different ways. Um, it's just a few things that I really preach. Like we were saying, it's simple to gain weight, but it's not, that doesn't mean it's easy. Right. Um, so I always recommend people to, uh, eat one gram of protein per pound of body weight. And I always just say body weight, like there's a whole lean body mass or whatever. I say body weight because if you're a hard gainer, you're probably pretty low body weight anyways. Yeah. So just, just one gram per pound of body weight. Um, and then the, for like figuring out your calories, I always tell people just like times your body weight by 18 to 20 and then just adjust from there. Like you don't have to make it so complicated with these calculators online and all that. Just, just be simple with it. And then the other thing is try to hit them, try to hit each muscle twice per week and focus on strength. Like that's, it's really, it all comes down to that. man. I mean, it's caloric surplus, high protein, get stronger in the gym repeat <laughs> and is that simple hell yeah dude like Honestly, one one that is overlooked though i forgot to mention is sleep uh i think that's a huge one for hard gainers i'll, I'll ask them like how many hours at night are you sleeping they'll tell me like four because i stay up playing video games i'm like dude sleep's like the number one thing for your recovery just because you eat a lot you still have to sleep mm -hmm. like, that's another big thing i always preach to so like i would say protein calories get strong in the gym and then make sure you're getting good quality sleep would you say like what eight hours or or yeah you say seven seven to nine hours but yeah eight hours probably about the cool uh, called yeah 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 no that makes sense and i see that's huge like obviously honestly anybody who's trying to live, like, make muscle gains should be sleeping but like with hard gainers especially to recover because uh, yeah you're just gonna have to keep you're gonna be growing too and when you're growing like your body's gonna be tired when you're eating that much you know oh, yeah. you think about all the calories that you're burning like your digestive system is trying to burn just to digest yep. food right yeah so but all right man well well yeah i want to like we'll wrap this up because i mean that was great it's like straightforward and i absolutely love that because this podcast you'll be listening to be like oh well, shit it's not that hard 
let's just do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's some, I've had people tell me like your, your page is like, like it's all our fitness coaches. They're like, your, your page is really simple and basic. I'm like, yeah, because if I talk about all this scientific stuff, like I know the science, but I don't want to talk about that because people don't understand that. Like even, I hate even like saying progressive overload sometimes. Like I always say progressive overload and I put in like, uh, parentheses, uh, getting stronger, you know what I mean? Just so yeah. like people understand. Cause I didn't understand what progressive overload was or what a caloric surplus was like. So I try to break down everything as simple as possible because I remember back when I was first starting, I didn't understand all these fancy terms that people were talking about. So that's kind of the reason I try to keep everything simple um, and basic for everyone uh, just cause that's where I was. And I didn't understand all that fancy stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. that's, I feel like that's how it should be um, with like influencer stuff on Instagram because there is people that go, <coughs> excuse me, both routes and um, the scientific stuff. I just, you can't relate with the people that you're trying to be your audience and stuff like that. It's, it's almost like you're going back and forth with the, the, the other fitness coach instead of like trying to help the. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Go to get to mess with them and like start arguing on it instead of like, you yeah. know, um, but yeah, cause it's funny like fitness. It's not rocket science. It just really, exactly. you no, know, it's just so funny because the end of the day, why we're coaches, in my opinion, isn't because, I mean, it is because like the weight loss, like giving them the tools and stuff. But the main thing is just like hold them accountable to, <laughs> to what they're doing, right? Exactly. Yep. That's the main thing. So usually but, you're not getting results because you're not putting in the work. So hundred <laughs> percent. You're just like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Um, yep. Well, I don't fully understand this, so I'm not going to start it yet because I don't really fear of failure or whatever. It's like come on, let's go, let's do this. So super simple, start tracking, lift some heavy ass shit, you know, get in your calories. And, um, in the next year, I mean, you, you heard what Oakley said of how he went to, you went to what one, what one forty? So like, uh, when I graduated high school, I weighed about one forty five, Um, and then when I was about 21 years old, so 18 to 21, I gained 50 pounds. I was two two Oh five by 21. Shit. So, so that's, like, that's, a, that's a big thing. Like I want everyone to get this stuff right in the beginning. Cause like you've heard like the McDonald model or whatever, where you gain a, more muscle in the beginning, like your, your, your newbie gains, I guess you want to call it. And I, I just think that's important for people to, to get everything right in the beginning so you can maximize those newbie gains and go forward from there. Cause it is important. Yeah. No, hundred percent important. And I wish I could go back to my newbie gains cause it's, always yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, so like, it's pretty straightforward. Um, he's obviously social proof of it. If he can, if, if we can do it, you can do it. Um, it is yeah, that simple. Just got to put in the work and, um, and then you should, everybody listening should let us know how the gains are coming. So what I'm going to actually do is, is put his, um, IG and his email in the description as well as mine. So if you do have any questions, guys, please, please, please reach out to either one of us. Or both of us. Um, <laughs> I love to hear. And um, but, brother, that's all I really got for you. I really do appreciate you getting on here. No, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I think it's going to help a lot of people kind of be a little more straightforward and not have this complicated scientific science words and all that bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> keep like, it basic. This is it. Yeah, it's like do this and it'll work. So um, I do appreciate your time again, and uh, we'll have to do another one soon. Definitely, man. Thanks for having me on. All right. See you guys.